Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back to the Old Testament podcast. This will be for Leviticus chapter 16. I'm going to read a little bit about this. This is about the sacrifice or the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement, which took place in the fall of the year, was the most sacred and solemn of all the Israelite festivals. In it, we most clearly see the typology or symbolism of Christ's work for Israel. It was a day of of national fasting, and one that signified that the sins of Israel had been atoned for, and that the nation and its people were restored to a state of fellowship with God. It is my personal opinion, I'm, I'm diverting here, that, that the uh, second coming will happen during the Feast of Tabernacles or during the Day of Atonement, uh, since this is a type and a shadow of, um, of the Savior's second coming, in my opinion, and that it will happen in the fall. That's just my opinion. It's not scripture or, or doctrine, but that's just my opinion. The feast included the following items. The high priest had to go through meticulous preparation to be worthy to act as the officiator for the rest of the house of Israel. This includes sacrifices for himself and his house, as well as washing and purification through the sprinkling of sacrificial blood on various objects in the tabernacle. Two, the high priest put off the official robes he normally wore and clothed himself in a simple white white linen garments. Three, the goat, two goats were chosen by lot. One was designated as the goat of the Lord, and one was designated as the scapegoat, or in Hebrew, the goat of Azazel. Azazel? Azazel? I don't know. The goat of Jehovah was offered as a sin offering, and the high priest took its blood into the Holy of Holies of the tabernacle and sprinkled it on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, called the mercy seat, thus making atonement for the sins of Israel. For the other goat, Azazel, was brought before the high priest who laid his hands upon its head and symbolically transferred all of the sins of Israel to it. Then it was taken out into the wilderness and released where it would never be seen again. One commentator explained the significance of Azazel by saying that it represented the devil himself, the head of the fallen angels, who was afterwards called Satan, for no subordinate evil spirit could have been placed in antithesis to Jehovah as Azazel is here, but only the ruler or head of the kingdom of demons. The book of Hebrews draws heavily on the typology of the Day of Atonement to teach the mission of Christ. In that epistle he made the the following points. A. Christ is the great high priest, who unlike the high priest of the Aaronic priesthood was holy and without spot and did not need to make atonement for his own sins before he could be worthy to officiate for Israel and enter the Holy of Holies. His perfect life was the ultimate fulfillment of the symbol of wearing white garments. B. The true tabernacle or temple or house of the Lord is in heaven, and the earthly tabernacle made by Moses was to serve as a shadow or type of the heavenly. C. Christ is the Lamb of Jehovah as well as the high priest. Through the shedding of his blood, he became capable of entering the heavenly holy of holies, where he offered his own blood as payment for the sins of those who would believe in him and obey his commandments. Notwithstanding the symbolic significance of the ritual of this holy day, the ritual did have the power to bring about a forgiveness of Israel's sins. Elder Talmadge said, The sacred writings of ancient times, the inspired utterances of latter-day prophets, the traditions of mankind, the rites of sacrifice, 
and even the sacrileges of heathen idolatries all involve the idea of vicarious atonement. God has never refused to accept an offering made by one who is authorized on behalf of, of those who are in any way incapable of doing the request service themselves, or the required service themselves. The scapegoat and the altar victim of ancient Israel it offered with repentance and contrition were accepted by the Lord in mitigation of the sins of the people. Okay, verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they, had, when they offered before the, the Lord and died. And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. For I will appear in the cloud before, upon the mercy seat. Elder McConkie said, Deity rent the veil of the temple from the top to the bottom. The Holy of Holies is now open to all, and all through the atoning blood of the Lamb can now enter into the highest and holiest of all places, the, that kingdom where eternal life is found. Paul, is express, in, in expressive language, shows how the ordinances performed through the veil of the ancient temple were in similitude of what Christ was to do, which he now... Having done, all men become eligible to pass through the veil into the presence of the Lord to inherit full exaltation. Verse 3, Thus shall Aaron come into the holy place with a young bullock for a sin offering and a ram for burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat, and he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh, and shall be girded with a linen girdle and with the linen mitre or the cap, shall he be attired. These are holy garments. Therefore shall he wash his flesh in water, and so put them on. He shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon him, upon which the Lord's lot fell, and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement for him or an atonement with him, and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself. And he that take a censer or shovel full of burning coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord, and his hands full of sweet incense beaten small, and bring it within the veil, and he shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony, that he die not, i.e. upon the ark containing the stone tablets and other written revelations. And he shall take of the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward, and before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle of the blood with his finger seven times. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil, and do that and do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, and because of their transgressions in all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. And there shall be no man in the tabernacle or of the congregation when he goeth in to make an atonement in the holy place until he come out and have made an atonement for himself and for his household and for all the congregation of Israel. 
and he shall go out unto the altar that is before the Lord, and make an atonement for it, and shall take of the blood of the bullock, and of the blood of the goat, and put it upon the horns of the altar round about. And he shall sprinkle of the blood upon it with his finger seven times, and cleanse it, and hallow it from the uncleanness of the blood of Israel. And when he hath made an end of reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation in the altar, he shall bring the live goat, and Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the people, or all of the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat, and shall send him away by the hand of a fit Hebrew appointed man into the wilderness, and the goat shall be shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto a land not inhabited. And he shall let go the goat in the wilderness, and Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of the congregation, and shall put off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there. And he shall wash his flesh with water in the holy place, i.e., or in Hebrew, in a holy place, and put on his garments, and shall come forth and offer his burnt offering, and the burnt offering of the people, and make an atonement for himself and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering shall he burn upon the altar, and he that let go of the goat for the scapegoat shall wash his clothes, and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward come into the camp. And the bullock for the sin offering, and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make an atonement is the in the holy place, shall come forth without the camp, and they shall burn in the fire their skins and their flesh and their dung. And he that burneth them shall wash their shall wash his clothes, and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. And this shall be a statute forever unto you, that in the seventh month, on the seventh day of the month, ye shall afflict or humble yourselves, and do and do no work at all, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger that sojourneth with, among you. And on on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that ye may be clean may, may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. It shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls by a statute forever. And the priest whom ye shall anoint, and whom he shall consecrate, whom ye shall whom he shall anoint, and whom he sh- shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office, is his father in his father's stead, shall make the atonement, and shall put on the linen clothes, even the holy garments. And he shall make an atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make an atonement for the tabernacle of the congregation, and for the altar, and he shall make an atonement for the priests, and for all the people of the congregation. And this shall be an everlasting statute unto you, to make an agreement or to make an atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year. And he did as the Lord commanded Moses. And as you can see, the symbolism here of the atonement, that uh, this brings us back to God, and that's what the second coming will do too. It will redeem us and uh, and be kind of like the harvest time, uh, where the good are gathered together. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time.